Finding this podcast magical? Why not toss a coin to your Witches and a Druid podcast through the Acast supporter feature? It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to show your support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Three Witches and a Druid Podcast, a Canadian podcast about paganism in today's modern society. And now, Three Witches and a Druid Podcast presents The Bard Dove.
Witches and a Druid, where we sit around, occasionally with alcohol, <laughs> and talk about whatever moves us. And this time, as we are still sort of in the, well, it's not necessarily related to the darkness, but often used in dark times, we're going to talk about divination and our personal experiences, because I don't know about anyone else, but I certainly speak for myself. I am not an expert, though I may play one on TV on occasion. <laughs> I am Margo. And I am Maeve. Gwen. And I'm Brian. And the cards tell me that we're still drinking New Scotland Brewing Co. Small Bat Series. Rose hips don't lie. I'm really pushing that. Maybe they'll give us a free cake. Because <laughs> it is pretty awesome. Yeah, I'm going to tag them in this yeah, and this season. That would be awesome. And you know what? I am, I am not a mead person. And that I don't mind at all. I, I don't have had their mind. That mead. is a stellar... Stellar review. I don't mind. <laughs> yes. You don't understand. I really don't like mead. The reason why I like this mead is I don't like mead because it's perfumey, but the perfumey is rose. And I like rose flavored Yeah, that's fair. I'm a big mead fan, so. Me too. I have I would, you know, yeah. a lot of bottles in our little I do liquor too. area. Yes, I bought yeah. some more at the uh, Christmas at the Forum. I bought mead. One of the main reasons I'm looking forward to going to New Brunswick over Christmas is to buy mead. (laughs) (laughs) And PEI as well, to buy mead. Well, it's become not even like the hip in thing. It's become a bit more normalized. Yeah, yeah. Because the pagans drank mead. Well, I remember. (laughs) We all drank mead. We We all all drank mead for ages. Not me so much because I don't really care. I've had a couple that are okay, but it's not my thing. Everybody has their thing. So divination. It's not something I have done a whole lot of, but we do use divination in Druid ritual and every ritual. But you guys have a lot more experience in divination than I do. But I'd like to come right around to this right now, if that's okay. You mentioned you use it in ritual. How do you use it in ritual? So in Druid ritual, in ADF Druid ritual anyway, not I don't speak on behalf of all Druids, but in our ADF ritual, when we 
when we perform a ritual, we ask the gods how they feel about what we've done. So at that point, we draw an oath. At the end. No, well, it's it's endish midway sort of thing. And we draw an oath. And from that oath, we we divine what the gods had felt. And then after that, we draw another one asking what their blessing is. Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad, sometimes it's blank. We don't know. <laughs> so, so say you do a, a, a ritual and you get what you interpret as negative feedback. Does that, do you shift something in the, in the continuation of the ritual before you finish it? Like, uh, In the past we have, we've, we've continued on with the ritual and we'll draw it again at a later point in the yeah. ritual. Uh, in our grove, uh, we have a, uh, a member who's designated, that's their designated role, is to be that prophet, to pull the ohm and then their interpretation of its meaning. The ohm, of course, is the alphabet of trees, used in Celtic and Druid mythology. Often similar to runes, though, was actually a language found on stones and used as tags. <laughs> Bob was here. Yeah. Fred was drunk at this spot. <laughs> but we use it as a form of divination. Yeah. 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 How do you feel about what we've done? Well, I think you're drunk. Yeah. <laughs> and that is a very high possibility. <laughs> so, and then with, Chances are. At that point in the ritual, the, the two pieces of ohm that have been drawn are placed against the chalice and everybody gets to drink the blessing. Uh, with COVID, it's a little different. We pour it into individual cups, but it's the same concept. But yes, sometimes uh, the OM gives us a negative review and we, we, we have to live with that. We just try to accept that. We grow, we use it to grow into the next ritual and become, try to do better, I guess. There's not really a whole lot of negativity in the OM. There's a couple of not so great ones. Unlike the tarot, which I and I don't know a lot about tarot. I know a lot of negativity in tarot, <laughs> but I think that might be just pop culture stuff. Yes, that yeah. is very much what that is. Unless you get the tower card. Yes. Just don't even talk. <laughs> you, know, I, you know that's my least favorite card in the yeah. old deck. I don't fear the devil. I don't fear the death card. The tower. Yeah. So explain the tower. As someone out. who doesn't know, I own a couple of tarot decks, but it's mostly just for aesthetic. Well, the art explain, is beautiful. Yeah, the art explain, is so many beautiful decks. So many beautiful. Explain why the tower is... Because to me, that it doesn't make any sense. Why is the devil not more well, terrifying? Do you want to take that? Do you want to take that? Well, I would say for me, um, the tower can be tough because it signifies a sudden change that you have no control over. So if you think that there is some place in your life where your specific question, you had a question about a specific thing and the tower comes up, if you can get out ahead of something, that's great. But it often shows that you are going to get a shake up. The tower card in the um, uh, Waite Smith deck where it has a tower, very often it's got a bolt of lightning so something from outside of your control you have no control over it is going to hit that tower that tower crashing down crashing down people falling out of the window out of the windows it can signify like a real blow to your ego it can you know and that's 
what hurts people. Like you can lose stuff, but when you get when you get that shock where your sense of self is just struck by something outside of your control. And very often people are like, oh, well, it's good because you get to start over again. And yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, may, maybe. Okay, so Pollyanna, this, maybe. This, this is a question not out of ignorance, but, well, out of ignorance in the sense that I don't know. Yeah. This obviously came before, like, this car just existed before 9-11. Yes. Yeah, so... You know, I, I know what it looks like. It's, oh, okay. That's pretty terrifying. <laughs> I have the I Galaxy app it. on my phone oh. with all the explanations and everything. Anybody who's trying to learn the tarot, the Galaxy. Galaxy. It's called. Let me see here. It is called Galaxy Tarot, and it's just an app. It's free. It'll break down even parts of the picture. Anyway, colors, yeah. numbers, yeah, wonderful it, it, because those are all things. Yeah, we could do another on <laughs> on how to teach yourself tarot and give people hints. But that one, that one is a is a struggle because it means that change is coming. That is that is sh- abrupt, abrupt, significant. It's out of your control. I have a quick tarot tower story. So a woman had been coming to me and and people, you know, very often ter- uh, divination is about money, relationships, physical health, pretty much in that order. Nah, relationships, money, physical health. But, you know, those are your top three. And again, this consistent, I got to leave this guy. I got what's in our, what's up for our relationship. And I've been having you know, regular, and I won't see people multiple times. If you don't make a change, I'm not reading your cards again. Maybe once every four months, but I don't, I don't want to take your money if you just want a different reading every mm-hmm. week. You know, if you're shopping for the, the future of for. my choice. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she would come once every four to six months and ask and over the time of her knowing she had to disassociate with her partner, she had a child, which makes that more difficult. And she came and we have similar, the readings are consistent. You've got to get hold of this. You've got to get out in front. You're going to have to make the break. He's not going to. He's too comfortable. So she had one more and um, the tower came up in a significant spot. And I said, I don't know what it is, but it's going to be bad. You better break off this relationship before it gets bad. And something is going to happen in the next three weeks to a month, which is going to take it out of your hands. But the relationship is over. She's like, yeah, yeah. Well, maybe it's easier. I said, no, this is not easier. This is the tower. This is not good. I got a phone call from her. Guess where I was today? And I said, where were you? The police station. So a neighbor... While she was at work, her partner had been exposing himself sexually to her daughter. And uh, a neighbor phoned it in because could see it through the window. And the police were there and the daughter was taken away and was in social services. And the relationship was over. Like, I mean, it took all the ambivalence, all of the, I know I should, out of the equation because there's no way that was going to continue. But that's the tower. 
That's the yeah. crumbling your yeah. sense of self right down to zero. Yeah. I mean, I she was it. better off. She was better off afterwards. She all but, of those things, but, but it would have been but better. She would have been gone long before yeah, then. Yeah, to have and, that happen. And if yeah. so, if somebody asks me what's the tower, I think that's a quintessential tower story. It is. Yeah, and and the tower, I think too, it can depend. You know, depending on what's around the tower, is it pentacles? Is this about yes. money? Is this you know, is this swords? Is it, you know, cups? Is it, you know, depending yeah, is on it relationship? Is it this? Is it that? Yeah. The top. No, I dread that card more than anything. I, I, tr- I truly do. The death card just means something new. Something's going to end, but something else is going to come along. New beginning. I don't mind that. And I the devil sh- is most of it's your own doing. You can change it any time. Yeah. Yeah. The death card, actually. Well, I have the Halloween deck. So do I. I have the Halloween yeah. deck too. Devil with a blue dress on. <laughs> so that it is. It's I the devil in a the, blue dress. But the death card in it, the skeleton is actually, I think it's holding a watering can, maybe? Or something. Or something. And I took a tarot class when I was at Little Mysteries. And we were to choose a card and then stand up and physically take the posture embody that card in that card so i stood up looked at the card got myself into position of the skeleton and went i'm shoveling shit that's what this card is about i'm shoveling the shit out of my life i'm like now i understand the death card yeah yeah to 100 get it now so it's never quite literal no no almost no. never almost, almost never. never like death of a bad habit death death yeah. of a bad situation you know maybe you're getting a new job you leave very often the death card is something's come to a natural ending yeah it's a natural so you can be wistful or regretful of its ending but not regretful wistful or nostalgic about it but it's run its course and you're ready for something new the tower is a different ending yeah right right okay i get it the tower is a traumatic ending Speaking of the tower, and I found this out after I realized I hated the tower card, is you can have a, through your new through numerology, you can have a tarot card designated to your numerology number. Mm-hmm. Shadow card of my card, which is the chariot, is the is the tower. It's the shadow side of the, ta- of the tower. Because the chariot's about taking control. So we're starting on divination, but we kind of oh, got, got into time. T- to tarot, and I think we well, could do tarot a, a lot. I mean, tarot talk. is a gateway drug of divination. Yeah, there's yeah. no yeah. doubt about sure. that. Easy yeah, to sure. get, yeah, and you know, <laughs> easy, to, easy get. to get. Yeah, <laughs> here everybody does it. Everybody does it here. <laughs> yeah. Go go to chapel. And, everybody does it, and you can't stop at one deck. No, <laughs> I, I had I just gave away a bunch because I had I had a I had a problem because I would see the beautiful art. I had like twenty, and I didn't really read that often. In the last two <laughs> weeks, I've had two decks. So a friend gave me a deck, and then I got one mail because Amazon <laughs> and I hate myself for it. Was I it just the, want to let you know I do hate myself for it because I hate to get Did you Mr. get the Mr. Bezos did you money. get did you get did you get the villains deck? The Nightmare Before Christmas deck or the <laughs> Illuminated Rider Wait. Oh well the Illuminated Rider Wait. No I got <laughs> oh it's 
in the other Which room. is really beautiful. The whole graphic illuminated. I know the one. I know the one. I have it on hold of the neighborhood it. witch. Um, <laughs> what I have is uh, True Heart, which is Rachel Shrew, who was in the original craft movie. And she has designed her own deck. What's, her, what's her name? Rachel True. Rachel so True. she, um, Rachel True is uh, actress many different things but she's a lifelong uh, tarot practitioner and she's in she's created based on you know inspired by the her middle Wait name is India Smith uh, version she is um, made a racially inclusive deck oh, very nice which is nice. lovely and and it's called the intuitive tarot and it has a little more open for that but I see here on the uh, guidebook and deck. It just came in today, actually. And I see on the main cover a young girl staring at a narcissist with the quintessential pack of mm-hmm. fool over her shoulder, okay. right? So I'm really excited to get into it. And um, it's oh, been okay. out for a few years, but I can't think of... Uh, I, I'm, I'm always last to the party, right? Oh, there we have a picture of her. Yeah. Yes. Her. Yeah. From okay. from yeah. from the craft. Oh, yeah. So she's one of the one of the the mean girls. Yeah. <laughs> but that's kind of cool. Yeah, I can't think of her character's name, and I'm, I'm terrified. Right. Rochelle. I can't think of I can't think you, of her Google. character's name. Thank but, you. <laughs> well, and I didn't like. I never a true hippie. Watched. I didn't have a television at the time that that was a big freaking deal. I was yeah. I was out, you know. Trapping ermine or something. <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> sorry to all our <coughs> vegan listeners. But, but yeah, tar- tarot is like the dice of, of paganism. You, yeah, you can't is. just have one. It you is. need oh, multiple sets. Yeah, it and it is. I, I I am a strong believer. It is definitely the gateway. Uh, a lot of forms of divination. Of divination. Anyone, yes. anyone I know that is new to paganism tends to go a tarot route. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. I've been a pagan almost 20 years now. I know what these things are, but I don't, I don't use them. Like, I, I use them, yeah. but I, I I know what runes are. I know what tarot is. That doesn't mean I use them. Right. It, but tarot is also very romanticized in the media as well. Of course, yeah. And there are so many magnificently illustrated decks. Yes. yes. Too. Well, as a photographer, as, as a graphic designer, I consider for a really long yes. time about making the tarot deck. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyone can do it. Yeah. It doesn't mean I know anything about it. Yeah. A, a partnership with somebody who knows the tarot and you can plot out good, appropriate shots. Yeah. And then you take your artistic. Right, right. Mm-hmm. But, um, so one thing that's, that's kind of uh, interesting if we don't quite treat uh, our OM as an entity in itself, but I know a lot of people treat tarot decks as an entity. They, like, they treat it with respect. No one else mm-hmm. is allowed to touch it. It's in a special box or a special case or a special bag. Do you guys believe that way? or I would never touch another person's tarot deck without asking. No, that's that, for sure. That's, that's true. Yeah. But in the next breath because I do readings I shuffle and cleanse in between clients and I'll mm-hmm. do those fairs which are like you know you hit a buzzer and the next person comes and you hit a yeah. buzzer and the next person comes and uh, I'll do a mental cleansing and I'll shuffle them through mm-hmm. and get, try and but 
my personal way of reading involves them shuffling the deck yes. and whether yeah. whether that's my conceit or not i i tend to think that i'm reading their energy mm -hmm. i i i try and key into what's important to them and that i ask them to think about their question while they shuffle the deck and um on the odd time that i do do it i will let the person Shuffle it. Shuffle it and all that. You, you can clean, cleanse it in between. It's really interesting. So if you declare to me that you are a tarot reader, oh, I'm a tarot reader, or oh, I never read tarot, but I use this divination method, I will very often in a reading ask you to pick your own cards. If you are a, a muggle, you know, I'm trying to think of a non-offensive word, but a muggle. If you're no, a, fine. If you're a muggle... I'll choose the cards. I'll say I'm going to choose nine cards. If they if they say I want to choose my cards, I'll allow that. But usually they're they're comfortable with that. But I always find I get a better reading. And if somebody says, "Well, I'd like you to," and I'm like, "Okay, you choose nine. I'll choose nine. And very often the the readings line up very well together. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, that's that's sort of my process. Right. So some people have no one's allowed to touch them. Yeah, they do. Special. No, it, uh, and that's okay too. I think it's just what what you personally makes you comfortable. Yeah. To mm -hmm. do. I treat my own like with respect, but I treat it like a phone book. It, it's a it, form of communication between ah. deities and us, so it's it's a telephone. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, well, that is as someone who kind of tried to retry to learn tarot for over 20 years and just sort of got it but not really because I was so into every detail mm -hmm. and what does I, I I just sort of very a bit quite left brain and had to know what every single symbol meant and I, I was I was overthinking it for years and years and years and years when finally when you were saying about the phone book and Daniel at at the Aegeus Festival one summer that we were doing a little tarot workshop. And I don't know why this never occurred to me in 20 years. You don't read the cards. You let the cards tell you. Mm -hmm. Nobody ever said that to me. Right? Nobody. And then once that happened, it was like, oh, well, instead of imposing my my own intellect and will to read what I saw before me was like, oh, well, I'm just going to relax and open up and just talk about what I think I see. And that's what it changed for me. Mm. And, and that, that changed it for me because before then, I always had like scrying. I was never really good at scrying. This is that my, my uh, divination of choice is um, automatic hand. Right. With the right and left hand. Right and left hand. Yes, and I learned that. Or dominant and non-dominant. Dominant and non-dominant. If, if for anyone who's, like, people know what automatic writing is, but um, I find for myself, and we were taught this in a class yeah. we took many, many, many moons ago, um, get yourself into a meditative state, in a trancey type state, and I use two pens, different mm -hmm. colors, and I have special pens that I just only use for that. And uh, you ask your questions, you do your talking with your, your hand you normally would write with. And then you receive your messages and you write with your other hand. Now it's messy. <laughs> Mind you, my dominant hand's pretty messy. That's why you need two colors. Yes. That's why you need two colors. I have been told and, I have a handwriting and receive. Color. And normally when I do that, I don't just put it out there for whoever's coming through. I wish to speak to my spirit guide 
or a member of my spirit family. I don't just let any Tom, Dick, or Harry come through. Yeah. Because that's that's like opening that's up the Ouija board. That's a whole can of worms. <laughs> but I found that that over the years has worked extremely well for me. Someone who, when I finally relaxed and just let it come to me, as opposed to I was so anal about the cards, I thought I had to know every single detail, which I didn't. You no, know, but that's what I do. But that is a, a very, um, very interesting. And I know people say, oh, it could be making it up subconscious. But you know what? A lot of the time, I do not know what was said if I'm in the groove until I read it afterwards. I, I was going to say my experience with that, and I've used it multiple times, but um, not as often as you because the truth hurts so I like to avoid it <laughs> whenever I yeah. can um, so my experience is very often that in process I ask my question with my dominant hand and then I put the pen I, I use my pen in my non-dominant hand while I'm writing what comes through to me I'm like well this is not like there's this observing self that's also yes. what's the big deal about this how smart is this you know like blah 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 maybe this is me telling myself what to say you know and, and maybe it is your higher self whatever your subconscious self and I'm denigrating the process all the time but like you you flip the lights on because you're in this candle lit meditative mm-hmm. state you mm-hmm. come to wake up flip the lights on read it and go okay, I know that I was thinking this and I know I have a memory of thinking this and I have a memory of writing it out because it went into my brain and down to my hand and I second-guessed it the whole time I was doing it. And yet when you're out of that meditative state, you're like, holy crap, that has value. It does. And another thing that I will do with it, even if you get some message that you're not fussy for, yes, (laughs) don't. Throw it out. Revisit it in two weeks or a month or two or three months down the road. Because I, and I, anytime I've, you know, been telling anyone that if you do a meditation or a journey work, always write it down immediately because you won't remember. Because even in that moment afterwards, when you come out of your state and you're reading it and you're in the, you know, you're in this plane, it still might not click in your head. So revisit it a week later. And, um, or even, you know, something's like, wait a minute, didn't I have something six months ago? And I'll go back and go through and go, aha. That's a fabulous idea. It is definitely keep it. It definitely keep it. I have a binder specifically. And the other thing is, is I I have had, now mind you, I've had people come through who were not part of my spirit family, but they've been for someone who I'm close to. Okay. It's like, I need to talk to them. Please give them a message or this or that. I've had my mother-in-law, my deceased mother-in-law come through because she's trying to get a hold of her son. And you know that's happened more than once. When, and finally, I, I said to my daughter, I said, when you see your father, you tell him blah, 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 and whatever, and open yourself up. His mother wants to talk to him. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. 
It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And the last time I did that, she, she actually got food in. Yeah. He told me about it later. It was like, wow. Okay, but that'll sometimes happen. I've actually had, like, my a grandparent come through, you know, someone who's passed on. But you, most of the time, I don't. I keep it to my, you know, even though it's not part of my spirit family, I've been keeping it. But then a little bit. And this is for good or for ill. When I was in the beginning of my divorce, and I was very, you know, very upset, and at night you're lying in bed, and you're sad, and you're upset, and you're processing for a good two years, because I'm not somebody, or maybe I'm not somebody who believes they can who can just, some people can just sit and they're, you know, their spirit guide or one of their spirit family, because I got a whole crowd taking care of me. They can tell that they're sitting next to them and talk to them, where I could not. I couldn't. And I would just get it out and I would like to talk to them just for comfort and company. Not that I was using them, but I mean, that's what they're there. They're there yeah. to help you with your life. And it's like, I'd be like, spirit guide, are you there? May I talk to you? Start out with that, you know, may I speak to you? Is this a good time? And they, you know, come through, yes, you know, hi, you know, hello, dear. I was just, I'm just sad and lonely tonight. Mm-hmm. And I'm just looking for some company. Is is that okay with you? Always respectfully. I should be like, sure, you know, whoever will come through. And when I was really sad and lonely and struggling back however many years ago, I did do that. For good or for ill, people might say, oh, you're using them. It's like, no, we're friends. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah, say, no. yeah well, you're yeah. just using them. I'm like, well, they're there to help me. Yeah. And sometimes I would get a little bit of good advice. Or I would get encouragement. What they're there for. That's yeah, right. I think so. I think it's like, so. it's like, honestly, or, you know, it, it's my method of madness. Mm-hmm. There's other ways, like scrawling never worked for me. Runes I just didn't get into. Not that I don't like them at all. I have a beautiful set of them that are on these pieces of crystal that were carved on. Anyway, I have another I had another really beautiful set carved on wood by someone and they were beautiful gifts, but I never really got into them and right. Tarot I can, you know, and I finally found my bit of a groove there. Um, I wouldn't charge anybody money for them. <laughs> I'm not that yeah. I'm not I'm not good like that, not like you are. But no, but don't don't discount things. Like, really, because the only real experience or looking at automatic writing I'd ever really heard of, much, I knew what it was, was in that movie, The Changeling, like, <laughs> in the 80s, and they're writing a ghost is, you know, whatever possessed. I'm like, what the heck? That's that sounds, that sounds rather similar to, say, a Ouija board. Now, a Ouija board. I have a friend who does Ouija board. And she has 
you know, um, someone, you know, watching the gate on the other side for her grandmother's there. You cast the circle, a Ouija board, even though it's in the children's section, is it not toy. <laughs> <laughs> it says, and there's evil laughs from the, <laughs> so I, everybody, every kid tries the Ouija board, and I remember saying to my kid, if a Ouija board pops out when you're at a sleepover, I said, you do not do it. That's a dangerous thing for little kids to be playing. You may have a drink if the wine bottle gets uncorked out of the parents' liquor cabinet, but if the Ouija board comes out, you call me and I'm coming to get you. Sneak the liquor out of the cabinet when you're 13. Do not use the Ouija board. Well, no. it's funny you say that because I designed and cut a Ouija board. Oh, well, that's hopefully people who know what they're doing will Well, Karen's, Karen is like, that does not come in this house. That is to stay out in the shed. It does not pass over our doorstep but he hasn't I, I've got some big plans for it but, but if you have people Same. who can cast a circle and you know cleanse the place and you know have spirit family on the other side you know helping to guard who may be coming through a Ouija board is a wonderful thing yeah but it is not well and it's it's story. funny because Ouija boards have, I wouldn't say necessarily say they evolved but they're they're not necessarily the Hasbro cookie cutter box that no, you used to see. Used to. There is. They're still out there, though. Oh, you they can are. See them. And I almost bought the one this weekend, <laughs> and I regret not getting it when I saw it. There are a ton of incredibly beautiful designed Ouija boards. In the same way that tarot inspires artistic creation, yeah. that I think that's again yeah. a connection with Alwyn, right? Whenever yeah. you're interfacing with spirit. Yeah. So there, there are the Ouija board has definitely evolved from its original yes. in, incantation. Mm-hmm. Have you got? Have any of you experience with, say, pendulums? I I was going to ask that. We have we do have a funny pendulum story. Remember uh, you at uh, Queen Street and your partner? We took this div- uh, learning different forms of mm-hmm. divination. We had to. Uh, we have a, fr- a friend in common and so her mother was quite ill and we're cautiously all playing around trying to learn our pendulum and, and we had to read for each other okay. so I'm sitting there with the pendulum and this woman says "Is my, basically is my mother going to die or how long is my mother going to live and That's I was question. just holding the pendulum going don't make me answer that don't make me answer that don't Her make me answer was that terminally yes. Yes. Yeah, like yeah. it was not a, a good situation so, but so yes. it didn't start out with it didn't yeah. start out with am what's I going to meet yeah what's my favorite color she went right in for yeah, the blazing. kill for the lack of but that's part of like what you just you said there is you have to understand that a lot of the times what's controlling the other end of this isn't necessarily on the same plane of thought we are yeah. they're going to take that like is my mother going to die the other side is thinking, of course she's going to die yes yes like, why are you asking <laughs> yes. everybody dies dumb question. Yeah, yeah. dumb question next yeah yeah no yeah. it was just you like have to don't be, make me answer this don't make me answer this you have to be so. really specific about what you're yes. asking yeah I, I treat anything like that like a genie mm. like anything mm. you ask or what your wish for 
That genie is gonna find every way. No fairies. Get, yeah, no. Fa <laughs> they're gonna find every way to twist what you're saying and make it work in their favor. Yeah. Yep. To me, it's the same. If any form of divination, you have to put some thought into what your question is gonna be. And I also, again, working at Little Mysteries as long as I did, and we always had readers there, and we're booking appointments and had a lot of regulars, but also a lot of people who had zero experience walking in off the street and just letting them know nothing is written in stone. Nope. This is all information for you to either you hear something that sounds great. Well, now you can work towards that to, to fruition. You hear something that doesn't sound great. Well, maybe you can take some steps in your life to avoid that outcome or Ignore it altogether. It's completely up to you what you decide to do with this information. No, uh, pendulums never work for me. They lie straight out. It's like you know, is my name? Oh, they go no. no. And I and then I'd say you know, am I am I a female? Maybe they no. Something <laughs> pendulums no. So every every time I pull one out, I do is my name because every time they say you want to re. Yeah. Reinitiate that. So, yeah. and you learn, is my name Gwen? And almost consistently, a yes is a clockwise mm -hmm. and a no is a counterclockwise. But sometimes it varies. And you want to reinitiate that. I find if I read for a stranger, I get good results. If I read for myself or somebody I'm invested in the answer, we have a friend in common who had a time when she was very lonely in her life between relationships and every time I pulled out the pendulum I saw true love in her near horizon because I wanted that for her right. and so that pendulum went clockwise every time because well you know maybe that's you know, it because, I manifest that you know, for it, her it just even things other people whatever it's like no pendulums just didn't do it if I if I don't care about the answer I'm more likely to get an accurate well, response. Isn't that interesting? I never thought about it that way. Maybe that's it. Experiment with yeah, that. Maybe. Experiment I don't have one that. anymore. I gave them all. I had one or two. And I, gave I, I want it to work desperately because I think tarot is really good for... Astrology is good for some things. Tarot is good for some things. Pendulums are good for different things. Mm. Everything has a spot where mm -hmm. it will work or give you an answer that has more value if you can incorporate mm -hmm. it. But, um, and sometimes it's just like that basic yes, no, or wear over a map or anything mm -hmm. would be would be great, but doesn't that always neat? work for me. Isn't that neat? It's interesting you say that because I have never, the automatic writing, I use that strictly for me. That is how I communicate oftentimes with my spirit family. Like for personal guide, information. For personal information. Now, I've had, like, as I said, I've had people come through with a message for someone, but I have never done it for someone You else. never initiate that. I have yeah. never, you know, if, if Brian came over and said, I need this, I wanted a reading or whatever. You would okay, never choose automatic writing I, I, I might, but I've never done it. Mm. I've never, you know, never done it. But it's, uh, and I know this, this sounds, I think maybe it's, one of the easiest forms mm -hmm. to do is something is an e easier form than tarot. And if you're looking for answers and you have a harder time, like me, you just can't, you know, oh, look, my spirit guide's sitting next to me and see that because I 
have something that is preventing, just I can't seem to get there. So it's a, it's a way to use that is, is quite easily accessible. You know, some people scry or look in flames or look in well, water. I can't do that. So I was going to get, that's the next point I was going to mention, because you live in Nova Scotia. There's nothing more than an Acadian woman, good Acadian Christian woman loves and tea leaf reading. Yes. yes. <laughs> oh, everybody's got an aunt, great aunt, yeah. or a granny, or someone who's reading the tea leaves. You have not traveled times. through a small Cape Breton town without finding a coffee shop that tea reading. Yeah, or, or New Brunswick, or PEI, yeah. oh, they're all over the place, yeah. I mean, they do tea leaf, tea leaf readings at uh, the World Tea House down there. Yes. Yeah. And that makes yeah. sense. Yep. Yeah. That do you, uh, do you, any of you have experience with tea leaf reading? I've had them. I've never done them. I wouldn't know how. I wouldn't know the meaning or add a <laughs> Or is it one of those things? Because sometimes, you know, you see the book that says, oh, this means this and this means this. I think or is, is it just, or a, you just, a, a language you know, that you need to understand. Or do you just understand. look at it and whatever comes to your own head. Do you know when you look at um, a Facebook meme and it's this, bunch of words and it says the first three words that you see are going to be your mm -hmm. summer or something mm -hmm. and so then you see three random words and hopefully they'll their love money and success or something that's yeah. what i wish for you but but they may be poop who knows <laughs> <laughs> you know like my eye fixes on the weirdest things and, and it may come in a playboy magazine you never know but i think the same thing is with tea leaf readings in the same way you can have an analyst um left brain relationship you know to use that term a left brain relationship with your tarot cards and mm -hmm. break it down by this mm -hmm. and that i think you can do the same thing with uh tea leaf readings and you can say this quadrant is past, this is future, or this is, these are numbers, or you, you know, you can do all those things. But if you do the reading and you look in, the first three things you say, see are the grim, or what, you know, <laughs> because, you know, apparently, for my children, I am Professor Trelawney. So, yeah. She's awesome. So she's I love awesome. Her. I love she's her. awesome. Anyway, you, um, for the average person just starting out, go for that. You want to get a book, you want to read up on it. There's a long history, there's a language, but pretend it's that Facebook meme, look in it. And, and you, what do you see? And what do you see? Now is that and a what little that too Rorschach? What's Rorschach. Rorschach? Rorschach, yeah. Is that a little too Rorschach? And we're back to the Playboy magazine. Oh, no. for me. Sorry. <laughs> oh, you know what? Playboy well, no, I actually had to do those. Play, Playboy has uh, covered up their models. It's not nearly as fun. But you know, this, this, is, is, <laughs> this is what one can and a half of me does. <laughs> up well, you know, Ryan's like. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, the, well, the thing too is another thing, get a book and whatever, palmistry. Mm -hmm. Because yeah. a line is a line is a line. Yes. You know what I mean? For palmistry. So um, my so, line of infamy is long. <laughs> <laughs> also, think about, often people think about how they learn. Are they auditory? Are they, are they visual? Mm -hmm. You know, those sorts of things. Think about how you process information. Some people are more intuitive. Some people like the rules and the structure. If So choose a form of divination that suits 
your personality. And palmistry would be a good one for somebody who wants structure and rules because a yes. line is a line is a line. You get the book, you learn your meanings mm-hmm. and structure. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's the story, the interpreting, mm-hmm. but the structure's there and yes. you can build on that. Tarot's sort of that 50-50, right? You've mm-hmm. got both going on for you. And then you have things like scrying where is it easy for you to drop down into that meditative no. state and see those images? <laughs> right. Do things no. come to you? No, uh, it's not easy for me. The, the, the one thing I was thinking when we first started this was the question of uh, psychedelics involved in your psychic practice. Oh, I think that's a whole episode of its own. A whole, a whole psychedelic. I have always said that if I was in the correct place with the correct people in the correct country, I would try that pe- peyote thing that they have with the psychedelics. Again, under the correct circumstances. Like some people find that they've got that block, but they have a little bit of pot or a few mushrooms. Everything opens up. The brain, part of the brain. Is it real? Isn't it real? That might be another I'm talk. I'm Brian. Another this day. is another episode. I need to talk to my lawyer first. <laughs> now, as someone who is ne- not not that could be really, a, uh, I've not been a drug user. Like I've yeah. never really been into it. But since the woman who asked me to keep my morphine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that. Opiates are different. They have their own little stream, right? (laughs) That's a whole different thing. It's like, really, it's like when my mom's, you know, it's like when your back hurts so bad you could cry. And your mom's just had, you know, knee replacement surgery. Oh, I didn't use the Dilaudid they gave me. I gave it back to the pharmacist. I said, you did what? (laughs) (laughs) We ran into that issue at one point. One of us had Dilaudid and we're like, what do we do with this? And someone said, you sell it. We're like, no, we're not going to do that. Like you'd be rich. No, oh no, I had a I had a violent, violent ear infection once and they gave me Percocet. It's like I'm so glad they only gave me a few pills because I'd take that every day. For someone who's been you know, when you have pain a lot of the time, to feel warm and painless, it's like I see how people get it. Dave at the hospital, the um, the uh, pharmacy phoned up when one of the times we were in phoned up all of his prescriptions because he had been admitted. And there was a transcription error and they moved it by a decimal. So he got 10 times the amount he usually did. And he woke up and he's like, I am pain free for the first time. Maybe I need to stay, you know, like maybe we need to stay in here until they figure out, but whatever they did, I'm pain free. Well, you find out a day and a half later, he's been getting 10 times his <laughs> no normal amount of payments. I'm like, okay. They're like, well, maybe we could double your prescription. <laughs> maybe you should then. You know? It's like, really? I know. It's like, I gave the Dilaudid back to the pharmacist. What? <laughs> that could be an episode where we put on like the top tier of the Patreon. If you want to listen to us talking about drugs, you got to pay $10 a month. <laughs> <laughs> but like so in druidry we like we have the ohm a, a lot of druids are attracted to like fire scene that's yeah. a big one mm-hmm. uh, oh, do, you, do you have did somebody take apart the, sometime when they had a chicken maybe save the bones you know when you cast the bones Does yeah there, that? there's a cartoon about druidry where they they dissect a pigeon and they 
Well, I mean, if you've eaten the chicken, you can take parts of the bowl. You know, keep yeah. it. I mean, you've eaten the chicken. And yeah, yeah. I, I've never done that. You've nobody's nobody's been divining with entrails. No, no. No, no entrails. No, <laughs> I, I just throw the chicken out after I eat it. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm not doing I'm not into anything that involves animal sacrifice or... No, of course not. But I'll you, sacrifice the chicken to my mouth. That's yeah, <laughs> you know, take the bones out, save them, dry them, write on them, whatever you want to do to have that. I mean, that, that's a, yeah. that's not an inhumane thing. I guess that's kind of maybe a where... collection of wishbones over the years that I've got dried out, saving for the perfect I have wishbones in the cupboard, too. We, yeah, no, I, I could outfit a, a pagan baseball team. <laughs> sure. You just got to wait for the grandkids to get older. Yeah, not. that's it. The wishbone, wishbone off. Why would we had always used the wishbone? Oh my! Yeah. My grandmothers, yeah. my grandmother always, and my mother always saved the wishbones, and when they were dry, we used them. Yeah. It's funny because Karen's family never did it. So first time I said, "Yeah, let's break the wishbone," she's like, "What? What are you talking about?" Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was a little weird. And it's with your pinky, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we know we did it. You had to use the very, very tips of your oh, finger. Yes. We did pinky and pinky. Yeah. yeah. And whoever got the whatever, isn't that interesting? The silly <laughs> things. But I, I do. They're in the cut. They're in the cupboard. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. Cupboard got left open once. Cat got in there. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there, there's a lot of different ways of divination, mm-hmm. and in the end, as you explore that, you, you'll find whatever speaks what to speaks. you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm staring at a fire for me is mesmerizing, watching those coals, watching that happen. That can get me to a meditative state. So possibly I can have messages of value that come out of that, but that's secondary to that experience of sitting that fire. A fire scrying has a lot to do with like any of the deities that involve fire, be it Bridget as a blacksmith, Vulcan, Esmite. Yeah, that's very involved there. Yeah. But, but you know, every I don't think I've ever met a person who didn't love staring at a fire. No. Like, no matter how against any kind of divination you might be, because it is, there's something very mesmerizing about staring at a fire. Even, even I have a propane fireplace in my house, there's still something, you know, the wood's not cracking. There's still something. There's still something burning. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. still the flame is still there. Yeah. Well, thank you everyone for tuning in. And uh, it's been a really fun evening. It's been a bit of a roller coaster this <laughs> month. A little bit of a roller coaster. <laughs> and uh, the mead helped us talk helped us talk very freely about divination. So if you would had any questions or comments, you can certainly uh, contact us on our Three Witches in a Druid Facebook page. And um, give us some thumbs up. And thank you to our Patreon people. I believe a thank you is coming up. Three Witches and a Druid Podcast would like to take a moment to thank our amazing Patreon supporters. Today, we shout out to Danny, Tania, Sarah, Lore, Kay, Linda, and Jennifer. Without your generous support and contributions, we couldn't bring you this magical content, and we thank you for listening. So until next time, everyone, merry meet, merry part, and merry meet again. Blessed Blessed be. be. 
This has been Three Witches and a Druid Podcast. Thanks for listening. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.